We've been talking with Justin Cooper, Jessica Patterson, Chris Muller, and Tyler O'Hara. Now joining us is Shane McElrath, who uh, we haven't had on in a while. I was just talking with Shane off air, and uh, it's been a minute since we've interviewed him. He's with the Troy Lee Designs Red Bull KTM team. Shane McElrath, welcome back to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a while, but it's uh, nice talking to you guys again. So where where are you today, Shane? Where, what's going on? I am in Florida, down at the Baker's Factory. That's right. And how is the uh, Baker's Factory? Trying to survive the heat. Is it brutal? Uh, oh, man, it's very hot. It uh, It's tough. Um, the, the heat, you don't realize how much it adds to it. Mm-hmm. Um, until you come here and, and we do the same schedule, um, that we would anywhere else, but, uh, the heat is just so crazy and, um, it, it makes the races a little easier. So that's a plus, but the weeks are really hard. I don't want to go all Jeff Stanton on you, but I got to ask you because I, I, okay. So I'm like old fat guy who cares, right? But yeah. I'm down at the track yesterday, and I'm telling. I'm in Iowa, and the the yeah. heat and the humidity is brutal. It was 95 yeah. in the shade, and it's like 89 percent humidity. Or what my phone said. It was. It was. It was honestly. It was. It was. It felt good because I like to sweat, but enough's enough when your underwear is soaked, right? So, yeah. um, but at night, I truly don't like going in air conditioning because it just makes it all that much worse. I feel like. And then you pass out, and you just like you're in a coma when you when you do finally get in the air conditioning. So, you being the the famous pro athlete that you are, and uh, a part of the Baker Factory, are you guys allowed to have? That's why I said Jeff Stanton because I think he was he always said he didn't run air conditioning in his house because it made him weak. Is that something you guys talk about? Um, well, I think uh, I think you kind of just got to go to the time and place. Uh, I mean, when. Uh Jeff was at the top of his game. I mean, how how many people were were really training that hard? And I don't I don't say that to discredit uh, Jeff, but um, it just the times have changed so much that uh, at some point we have to recover. And if we're if we're working hard and and doing everything during the day, uh, your body needs rest. Point, at what point do we get rest and do we get to recoup? for say the next day or uh even the weekend sure and i mean that's that's something that uh is definitely looked over uh these days is um you can you can train hard you can do whatever um but if you don't get good rest and let your body feel the way that it needs to then um it's all pretty much in vain because you're not going to be able to uh, use your body to what it's capable of from from working it so hard. Sure. So there's a there's a really, um, I guess, fine balance between everything. But um, the, I mean, in reality, the more rest you get, the the harder you can work. And then you come back, you rest some more, you go work hard again. And uh, being on that routine, you really uh, start to see like. Oh wow! Like I, I start recovering quicker. I start uh, recovering more, and I mean it's just like uh, what what we train is we train muscle memory. If our muscles are always used to working, um, then they're going to know what to do and when to do it. And when we take a week off and we come back and ride 
for the first time after that week. That's why we're a little rusty. That's why our timing's a little off. It, um, our bodies are uh, high-tech computers, and it's it's pretty crazy when uh, you can see, like, oh, man, I, I even took one extra day off, and now my body is, is kind of shut down a little bit and, and in conservative mode because it's used to opening up, but then I didn't open it up this day, so... It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Well, your your body may be a high tech computer. I'm still on dial up over here, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a D D beep. The modem's yeah. on. I'm getting data. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Well, the yeah the the uh, science. I'm sure they've got this in a PowerPoint there at the factory you're living at. I mean, on day one, here's how it all works. So. Uh, you're going to take your rest when we tell you to take your rest. It's Yeah. It is common sense. Uh, okay, so I run air conditioning. Shoot. I yeah, yeah you yeah. sleep better, bud. You wake up in the morning. Oh, I, I don't have a headache. Because I was going to have a headache if I yeah. just came out of the sun, laid down, and went to bed in 95-degree weather and woke up at 92. Yeah. You're going to have a headache. Yeah. And I, uh, I sweat a lot as it is. And so uh, my wife's gotten used to it now. But she's like, dude, you keep it so cold in here. And, uh, I mean, but that's, that's just me. Is like, if, if I come home and if we have our house set at 74, like, I can sit there and, and be perfectly fine. But if I'm up doing stuff around the house, then I'll start sweating again. And uh, so it's like, I mean, I can tell a difference in one or two degrees. And I know that sounds pretty crazy, but it's just, that's something that no. I've had to learn. No, like, okay, it's well. normal. And yeah. it's not yeah. just your wife. It's called every wife. No husband yeah. and, no husband and wife team agree upon what temperature you, you settle on it, and then you're <laughs> constantly behind each other's back getting it where you want Honestly, it. Honestly, it's not like that yeah. in my house. She's, she's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, boy, it's hot. And she's like, yeah, I don't think the air conditioning's on. Huh. Yeah. And then we neither yeah, one. We, we're both lazy we so we don't get up. <laughs> always kind of playing around with it. It kind of just depends on the day. Um, and also if we're working around the house, um, if, I mean, we can set 74 is, especially here in the, in Florida, like with the humidity, like 74 is pretty cold to come in from outside. And, uh, but I mean, we set it at 67 when we sleep, but it just, that's, that's how I sleep good. Like I, I use minimal blankets and it's, uh, yeah, I gotta have it cold too. For me, yeah. We're talking with Shane McElrath, uh, Troy Lee Designs, Red Bull KTM two hundred and fifty rider. And Shane, uh, it has been a while since we've had you on, but I, I kind of want to to roll back to the Supercross season, and then we'll get into the, to the outdoors. But your your season was pretty darn good. It uh, it was it was good. We built off of last year, and um, I really felt like I matured a lot for this year and we uh we put up some good fights and I'm, i had a couple bad races which um is really crucial especially in the west coast or in the, the lights class in general just with there only being nine rounds uh, i mean aaron uh didn't really have a bad race sure and uh, everybody else had at least one i mean even even a, a eighth place is like, oh, that's that's bad. Like, I need to be on the podium every single round to to be in conti- contention uh, at all. 
Well, if my my memory serves, it was it was Oakland, and then it was uh, Indy. Indy. Yeah, Indy with the triple crown yeah. thing. Yep. So. Yeah. But you had and, uh, wins. I mean, you had you, you put him. I remember you got third in Vegas, right? Yep. And you won the yep. opening round when you came out, and you won. Uh, was it Salt Lake? Uh, yes. So I mean, it was it was. Uh, what did you finish overall? Uh, I finished uh, third. Third, yes. Yep. So obviously. Uh, a bummer to have all those wins and you know come out and be the guy, the one of the favorites to uh, to not not end up with a championship. But man, you got to be stoked and on that season and, and you know anybody else certainly would be. Your outdoor season, you came out with with an eleventh. I'm looking at results. You, you had an eleventh in Hangtown, eleventh in Glen Helen, uh, Thunder Valley, an improvement, eighth, and then this last weekend sixth. So you continue to improve. Kind of talk about that, would you? Yeah, it's uh. It's really been a, a struggle this year. I mean, out, outdoors, like, I, I really enjoy outdoors, and uh, I really want to do good because I, I I just, one, don't like getting beat, but, two, like, I'm, I'm a competitor, and um, I'm not just a, a Supercross-only contract. I'm not a Supercross-only guy. And uh, so with that, like, I, I really want to do good outdoors. It just, it's, it's just a whole different series, a whole different animal, really. I mean, um, Shane, I, I don't yeah. want to interrupt you, but I, I got to ask you this: Do you think there? Do you think any of it was maybe a little bit of a, a, a hangover from Supercross? Do you think it was uh, different setup changes that you know you were just trying to figure out with the bike, and you guys were chasing it, or, or I can't imagine it was you because you're in good shape. I mean. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be the rider's fault. Yeah, it can't be the rider. It's <laughs> yeah. got to be the bike, well, right? It's uh, that's something that we uh, we are pretty far off. I will say we're getting a lot closer now, but um, just riding in California kind of hurt us because it, it's, it's tough to ride out there and not good and not have a bike set up. Like, well, I have my bike set up for the races, but then going out to California doesn't work very good. Well, then riding out there with everybody and being four to five seconds off the pace because your bike's not set up for it, that's, it's really hard to take that in. And, I mean, I, like I said, I, I hate getting beat anytime. And so we've really been struggling with suspension and, and in turn, confidence. Like, it's, it's tough to go and, and ride and push the pace. Um one, if you're not comfortable, or two, if you just straight up can't. And uh, it's uh, it's been really mentally defeating just because it's like I'm, I've just had a lot more to give, but I just I, I can't go any faster. Shane, times and, yeah. I got to commend you on that because of you admitting to that that it, that it can be mentally challenging and mentally defeating because a lot of racers in your you know in your series whether supercross or motocross will they'll try to sh- shy away from that and not be as honest and forthcoming as you just were with saying that hey it gets to me and it bothers me and sometimes it ruins my confidence level because i'm nowhere near your level i'm 
went the other end of the spectrum with riding a dirt bike. He's like way way on the other end of the spectrum yeah, actually. Super it's really terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible, but yeah. <laughs> I love it first of all. I wouldn't I can't yeah. imagine my life without it, but I deal with it too and 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 so I I mean so I shouldn't have said that. No, it's okay. My, my bad. You're fine. Thanks. Don't go changing, Tony. We yeah. expect a certain <laughs> level of we expect a certain level of callousness at uh, all times yeah. and you you never disappoint. No, but I Shane, I don't want to get too far off on this, but I just want to commend you on admitting to that. I shouldn't say admitting cuz that seems different, but I just want yeah. you to understand that I think that that's a, a great and an, an important uh, discussion piece that you you know just uh, alluded to because a lot of guys they won't say that they won't admit to it. Um, yeah. And being a you know a confident man or or a confident racer, uh, however you want to look at it, that stuff happens and it's part yeah. of life and you have to deal with it and figure out how to overcome it and yeah. move on. But I just want to commend you on, on, on saying that that's all. Sorry. Yeah. Well, thanks. And I, I mean, it, that's the tough part is, um, is knowing and believing that you can, can be at the front and win races and, um, and then not, not following through with that. It's like, okay, well, it's, yeah. I mean, nobody likes to get beat, but it's like, me as a racer, I have to own an 11th place finish. I go back to the truck and, and talk to the team manager and he's like, well, what was that? I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's not just, Oh, I just, I just didn't try that time. Like those, I mean, those days there's no more, uh, Oh, so-and-so is just, um, night and day faster or works harder or whatever. I mean, everybody out there is pretty much, um, the same. I mean, they they haven't just came out there and hopped on a bike. Oh yeah, my, my bike's pretty good, and just go out and and win. Um, I mean, everything is so so fine tuned now and um, dialed in to each specific person that um, it's a it's a huge deal. And and people talk about the mental side of it um, a lot of the time, and it it's not just being mentally tough at the end of a moto because it's hot. It's not about uh, just mentally knowing that you're faster than somebody. It's uh, mentally knowing that uh, that your bike is going to do everything that uh, it does at the practice track and you know exactly where it's going to do it. And, and you mentally know that, that your mechanic did everything right so that uh, when we're hitting this 150-foot jump that, that everything's going to go good. I mean, that there's so much more into it now than just uh, riding a dirt bike, and uh, it's 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 a pretty big deal, and uh, and the mental side of it is is way deeper than uh, a lot of people know, and it and it's a, a big part of it. Well, Shane, you've got you've got uh, Muddy Creek coming up, and uh, you know we we had Justin Cooper on earlier in the show, and he was talking about how that track seems narrow, and and I kind of brought it up. Because it, it obviously it looks narrow, um, and and that's something you know that a lot of a lot of guys have said as an amateur that grew up racing that track that they felt it was it was fairly narrow. Um, what are your thoughts on that track? Do you look forward to racing it? Do you uh, 
Do you have some constructive criticism for their track prep crew? <laughs> like, uh, like Justin did. What are your thoughts? Um, I, uh, I've never really noticed that. Um, I mean, whenever we go to a racetrack, I mean, there's, there's a race line and then there's a bunch of other lines. And a lot of times, a bunch of other lines are to avoid a rough section, a, a muddy spot in practice or, uh, whatever. And I mean, Muddy Creek, there's, there's a race line around the track and, um, there are, uh, lines outside of those that may not be as fast, but, uh, I mean, we go to some tracks and there'll be a big part of the track that we don't use because it is so wide. So, um, I don't, I've never really paid much attention to that. Um, I, uh, I mean, ultimately we just try and find, find the fastest line and, uh, and do our best. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've never really thought about that actually. Well, it's coming up. We look forward to seeing you improve on your scores as you, as you, uh, have continued have you been doing it since since the start of the season and uh we're uh, we're up against a break but i want to tell you enjoy your air conditioning for the evening oh <laughs> like, i will thanks <laughs> shane appreciate it anybody want to thank shane uh, before we cut you loose uh yeah i, mean, I just uh want to thank my wife i want to thank uh the lord just for the the position that i'm in i mean we're not only blessed to live in america and have a roof over our head but uh get to race dirt bikes for a living so um i'm just uh excited and and happy and content right now and uh we're just going to keep working it's awesome shane mackerath you're you're a class act appreciate it thank you guys all right we're gonna take a break come back a little open talk on the show to uh to the top of the hour this is pit pass what's up guys Drake and art here then i ride the 450 class you're listening to Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.